Welcome to Stream with Two Dudes, a podcast about all things streaming. Each episode, we break down some of the best series, songs, movies, and shows. I'm one dude, Parker. I'm dude number two, Jeff. And dudes, this dude, this month, our theme is re-dudes and reboots. And this episode, we are talking about the 2022 Chippendales Rescue Ranger. But first, Jeff, what else have you been streaming? Again, uh, I wasn't surprised by this question. Not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the, it's the first thing I ask every week. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, oh, and it's always the one question I never prepare myself for. <laughs> Which, right. not that it would help preparing, because it's another one of those weeks where uh, I I didn't stream anything else that I'm aware of. Of. Uh, just that phase of life for me. Um, you know, I understand. I, I get that. I get that. It's a busy time. I, I streamed the one movie I was required to, but gosh, there's so much other stuff I'm wanting to watch. I, I keep meaning to start the show Wednesday. Um, I, I really want to watch that and just, you know, hadn't gotten around to it. So uh, I'm just going to pass it on to you who probably does have something to share as far as something else you're streaming. Yeah, actually, um, there's this movie that I've been wanting to watch called The Menu, and I finally sat down and watched it this week. And it was the storyline was totally different than what I was expecting. The vibe was exactly what I was expecting. So um, take that with what you will. But it was super, super fun. Uh, I don't it's not really a horror film, I guess it would be like suspense thriller almost like a black comedy but i i really enjoyed it uh it's called the menu i think it's yeah it's on hbo max so if you are curious about that it's a good place to check that out that is what i've been streaming um but jeff this movie i know you always say like sometimes the newer films are harder to find tidbits on but i feel like if you if you dug deep enough, you probably could find some pretty juicy things. Jeff, what can you tell me about Rescue Rangers, this this film that we watched this week? So, yeah, I went into it not knowing exactly what I would find, but I, I wouldn't say I found a vast amount, but I felt like what I did find was interesting. Yeah. Hopefully some things maybe you'll be like, wow, I would have never thought that, or that's pretty cool. But anyway, uh, first thing I'll do is maybe just a couple of things on the original Chippendale series since this movie kind of plays real heavily off the original. Yeah, um, this is actually the first film that we've actually done that's actually a reboot. Everything else we've done has been like a remake. So this is the the first one that's actually the technical reboot that we've we actually did. The actually the only one we did this month. So yeah. So believe it or not, Chip and Dale were not originally part of the series. Really, not, not part of the plan. It was some kit or some character named Kit. It was just a solo guy and uh, Michael Eisner, I think. Yeah. CEO of Disney at the time said, I love the concept. Just me or none of the other creative, you know, people were not into the main character. Yeah. So they decided to bring in good old solid, reliable Chip and Dale who had been featured you know, a number of things prior to that. So Chip and Dale were actually a very late addition uh, to to the series, which is unusual since they were the main characters. Usually it doesn't work that way. Uh, Another interesting tidbit was Rescue Rangers and DuckTales were the first American cartoons to ever air in the then Soviet Union. 
huh. post Cold War. Uh, so that's a couple things on the original series. As far as the cast, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of big names uh, in this. You got Will Arnett and Andy Samberg, a couple of heavy hitters doing Chippendale. You had some others like Eric Bana. Uh, anybody who watches movies or turns on their TV obviously recognized the voice of Seth Rogen. That was very hard to miss. Actually, uh, I think uh, I'm going to stop you just real quick. I think it was, I think Will Arnett does the, uh, the, Lieutenant or is it or Captain Captain Putty, I think um, John Mulaney does the. Uh, you are right. Yeah, I got that totally backwards. So yeah, no, yeah, Mulaney just, and Andy. Yeah, I love just I just love both of those guys. So I I I when you said that when I was like oh, I gotta stop him real quick before he gets too far into that because that might be the first emails we started getting was yeah correct, <laughs> corrections on that. Hey, I'm I'm just trying to drive up you know participation. And- <laughs> It's all part of the test, all part of the test. Uh, so, of course, people probably notice a lot of similarities to Roger Rabbit as yeah. far as mixing, you know, animation with, you know, real life characters. Uh, and, you know, even this one uh, used styles even from different animation eras, such as claymation, mm-hmm. 2D animation, paper cutouts, puppetry, CGI. Yeah. I mean, they pretty much used every technology that's ever been used in animation. Um, yeah, there was even a newscaster that was like printed in like that 3D style of animation from like the 70s and 80s where it has like the different color. I don't know what, like, you know what I mean? Like the offset from each other. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, that was really cool. Oh. Uh, one thing that I found interesting that I, I would have never guessed, but you know, in the movie they referenced Double O Duck, uh-huh. uh, which you know played a part of the story, uh, which is kind of what led to almost the breakup of Chippendale. But that was a actually an an idea that Disney was going to go with, but then they found out they couldn't use Double O Duck. Double O so, Dale. Is that what it is? Double O yeah, Dale du- or Double O the- Duck? The, the maybe they couldn't, maybe they couldn't use Double Odell because of maybe there was something called Double O Duck or something. Yeah, but anyway, they ended up having to use Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. So originally it was going to be Double O. Oh, uh, gotcha. So they they kind of had a revert course there. So it's it's funny how they they took real life scenarios and actually incorporated them into the actual story. Another one where. They may have done that, or it could have been coincidence. You can kind of make up your own mind. But as we notice, the the villain, the main villain in this movie is Peter Pan, otherwise known as Sweet Pete in this one. Um, but in real life, um, after Pete aged out of his own, I'm sorry, this is part of the movie, his character aged out of his own acting career. He kidnapped other tunes and forced them to make you know bootleg movies. But yeah. the real life acting career of Bobby Driscoll, who was the voice behind Disney's original Peter Pan 1953, uh, he was hired by Walt Disney as a child actor for Song of the South, mm-hmm. uh, and he was contracted for several films following that. However, when he hit puberty, his voice didn't match the roles that he was originally offered, and apparently his career and personal life went downhill from there. Yeah. Um, as Speaking of the villain, 
which I think yeah. I think a lot of people like I, rem- I remember when this film came out that was like the one real thing that people had like complained about was that they felt like you know the portrayal of of Peter Pan's character was too closely related to Bobby Driscoll's <laughs> actual life which was a little you know pretty sad you know and it was kind of the way like you know it was like Disney's kind of like making fun of the way somebody you know's life turned after the way that they treated him which was kind of negative but um not to get too dark on that but you can go oh, go, yeah. <laughs> go go ahead with what you're <laughs> what you're saying well speaking of the villain originally the main villain of this movie was going to be someone else i will give you three guesses and we'll see if any of your guesses get anywhere near the ballpark uh captain hook nope um the cheshire cat nope uh mickey mouse nope all right all right so so brace yourself are you sitting down yeah okay (laughs) you're looking at me (laughs) (laughs) i just you know camera angles that could be deceptive uh it was going to be the adult version of Charlie Brown from the Peanut series. Oh, oh that would have been good. That would have been good too. <laughs> I thought I thought the same thing. I was like, that would, but they couldn't get all the rights. I think yeah. they had the rights to the distribution of the 2015, but they didn't have the rights to pull off what they were wanting to. So they had uh-huh. to settle for Peter Pan. But most viewers will probably realize that this movie had a ton of cameos and Easter eggs. Um, oh yeah. I, I I know I know I I gave up trying to find them all. I, I just yeah. saw them everywhere, and I was just like, I don't I don't. My brain can't process all that. I'm just watching the movie, mm-hmm. but you know, you did get to see characters such as Darkwing Duck, ET, Skeletor, uh, just tons of classic characters. Um, Not even just classic ones, like even ones that are in like current animation. Like I saw like South Park characters. I oh, saw yeah. Simpsons characters saw i think i saw uh but yeah butthead was on like an advertisement as like a senator <laughs> yeah i saw that one at one point so yeah like even like it wasn't even just like you know traditional like i guess children's animation like they even had like some more adult animation thrown in there too which was really really cool yeah and probably the coolest thing i, I thought was um i'm sure you picked up on it but it, it was a scene in which Seth Rogen repri- reprised three of his previous roles as well as the oh, current yeah, one yeah, in this yeah. movie. Uh, and kind of poking fun at his own laugh. Yeah, so yeah, it was, uh, I guess, what, Pumbaa, Bob, B.O.B., and Mantis mm-hmm. as they were uh, attacking the other character, the Warrior King. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it was kind of neat how they, they it's, you know, we've talked, we've had other shows and movies where we were like, you know, we liked that it, they're not afraid to poke fun at themselves. And this was yeah. definitely one of them that um, they did a good job in that area. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, like this movie is just nothing but like self-referential. I mean, even the fact that you said that this movie's like, you know, Roger Rabbit, and they even have a scene at the beginning, you know, with Roger Rabbit, you know, <laughs> like, which yeah. is really cool. Like, I, I don't know. And I, I don't know. I kind of think of this movie as like a spiritual, like, sequel to roger rabbit i guess you know in a way um because it kind of takes place i guess in the same kind of like world that roger rabbit does so that's pretty cool and i guess one character i struggle with was uh jimmy the polar bear 
because mm-hmm. it was the exact opposite of how the Coca-Cola polar bears have always been <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> portrayed for all these years. Yeah. And it is like so mean in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I kind of like that too, though, which is also like Peter Pan, you know, like they're both just these probably like, I guess, disenfranchised, like once famous people that are like, kind of been thrown to the side because i don't i haven't seen like i mean you see the same like coca-cola commercials that you see every year but i haven't seen like a new one i don't think in decades (laughs) you know what i mean so maybe maybe that's why he's a little perturbed he he couldn't get any work after uh golden compass yeah (laughs) (laughs) or lost um so yeah, uh yeah, man. Um I'm going like okay, so this one's gonna be I feel like this one's gonna be hard to to talk about and, and go in order because there's really like I don't know, because the way the way this one worked, it just kinda of, there's a lot of action scenes. So like it was like a not a lot actually happened. So I'm kinda of glad that we had a little bit more to talk about with this one than we than we normally do because I was like, oh, this is this is gonna go quick. But um i'm gonna try to get into it so let's see if um i can do this uh this is the part where i try to remember as much of the plot as possible without any notes or anything like that and at the end jeff is going to rate me on a grading scale like i was in school from a plus being the high the highest to an f minus being the lowest and um you know as people that have listened to this or or know me are pretty aware that you know my memory is not the best always so this sometimes this can get kind of interesting so here we go um is uh is f minus the thing or i I mean well that's like yeah you know because you got like your f and then your F minus, like you wouldn't get an F plus because there's not like anything good about an F, but like you get an F and then we get an F minus like, whoa, bro. Like you really, you really <laughs> fucked up negatively. <laughs> I mean, I, I just thought an F was an F. It means you failed. <laughs> so like F minus means like, yeah, like, I send I it like this zero to like 40 range. I feel like, wow. Okay. Like zero to 40 range of like percentage. Which I don't know. I don't know. The grading skill is a lot different than whenever I was in school now. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, they always change. They always change that up, you know? I don't know. It's they, weird. They, they probably don't do Fs no more. It just goes A through C. <laughs> yeah. You know? They just pass. They just do a pass fail. Zero through 33 is a C. <laughs> 34 <laughs> through 66 and so on. So, yeah. oh, well. I don't know. Sometimes they just, yeah. Some ways they are tougher. In some ways it's yeah, like, I don't know. It was like, the the whenever i remember being in like whenever i was in school it was like the sliver to get like an a was like so small and d was so small but like b and c was like such a wide variety and then like f was like pretty much everything below like a 60 percent <laughs> um which is just crazy because i feel like as long as you get more than more than half like that's, that should be passing right um right but i think that's kind of like where they're actually more leaning towards but anyways we're, we're not here to talk about the grading skills in the, in the school systems um uh that's that's another podcast for another day um 
next week, Common Core Math. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we start out in 1985. Um, we see Dale getting off the school bus uh, with a little open narration, kind of telling us what's going on. He's, you know, having trouble fitting in on the first day. That's when he gets uh, when he gets met up by Chip. They hit it off. They become best friends. They kind of find out that they have a, you know, good sense of humor together, and they form this little comedy duo that gets, you know, all the laughs and stuff at at the talent shows in high school. So they decide to take their act to Hollywood, and they get some, uh, they get a few minor roles. They get the a background spot in an episode of Full House, <laughs> and they um. Then they finally get their own show called Chippendales Rescue Rangers, where it runs for, I think, like three seasons where, um, you know, they get super popular and Dale decides that he wants to have his own spinoff show, which causes uh, which causes the original Rescue Rangers to be canceled. And uh, the show that Dale goes to start also gets canceled after the pilot. So they are all out of acting at this point and we catch up with dale in current day he's pretty much doing the uh convention scene we see him with ugly sonic and uh we see our boy from last week uh baloo he's he's got a lot of attention now that he's got this cgi work done which is also the same thing that dale has done uh where the CGI, you know, it's kind of like updating their 2D model into a 3D model. Um, so I don't know if you know anything. Do you know anything about the Ugly Sonic? Did were you were you familiar with what that character was from and like the whole Actually, thing about that? I was not. Okay, so when the Sonic the Hedgehog movie was announced, they had they released like images of what Sonic was going to look like, and everybody was like revolted about what like on the internet they were like no this is not like what's up with his teeth his eyes are too small he doesn't look like sonic at all like what's going on and if you look up you know the current what sonic looks like currently that's what they changed it to and they pretty much like put the movie off for like six more months or something like that and changed the whole entire you know thing of sonic and everybody was was, which was much more well received and a lot of people, you know, like I think that they did that on purpose just to kind of stir up controversy and like people talking about it. And then when they changed it, it caused a lot more people to go and see it. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know about that part, but that's where the whole thing with the teeth comes in and why he's called Ugly Sonic because that's that was the whole thing about that. Oh, that's uh, pretty which, cool. So that's just, I guess, another example where they actually incorporated real life Mm -hmm. events into the movie because yeah exactly yeah like that's it's i don't know this one says like this this film was pretty it's pretty great in the way they did a lot of that like it put it into a real life scenario which was great Um, now there's there's what two sonic movies there is now yeah 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 okay i've actually heard a lot of good things uh, but I've, i've never seen either one but i saw the first one and i watched that one in theaters and i've seen it since then and it was pretty fun but i actually haven't I haven't watched the second one, even though I did enjoy the first one. It was fun. Uh, and I'm, you know, a pretty big Sonic fan. I grew up with the video games. So, uh, yeah, I need to I need to sit down and watch the second one. Maybe I'll do that sometime this week. And maybe that'll be 
something I talk about next week. But um, you know, Dale's running the running the convention circuit. He's trying to, you know, get back popular. Uh, we catch up with Chip. He is a life insurance salesman. He's got a you know little house with a dog named Millie, and they both get a phone call from their old pal Monterey Jack. He's in a little bit of trouble. Um, he is. They go over to his house. They are. Uh, oh, Monterey Jack is. He owes some money to uh, this guy named Sweet Pete, and you know for some cheese that he loves and. Uh, you know, they they leave Monterey Jack and Chippendale, you know, kind of disagreeing. They're kind of arguing. Um, Chip's still not cool with Dale for the way he left the show. They're still not, you know, the friends that they once were. And then they get a phone call later on that night from the police saying that Monterey Jack is missing. They go and find out, you know, Pretty much that he has been kidnapped from Sweet Pete. That's where we get to meet this uh, this super fan, Ellie. She was a big fan of... Uh, she's one of the detectives working on the case. She is a big fan of the Chippendales Rescue Rangers show from you know their original run. And it's pretty much what caused her to be a detective. Hmm, excuse me. And we also meet uh, the captain. Uh, well... I said his name earlier. What was it? Do you remember? Ooh. The claymation guy. Yeah, I can't remember it. All right. Well, we we meet the we meet the the captain of the detectives, and um, he's made a claymation out of clay, and uh, you know they have their own theories about like what's going on. So Chip and Dale do their own little bit of investigating. They go to find out where, um. Monterey Jack has been getting his cheese and they they go to Main Street where they find, you know, all the some of the shady dealings that go on. And that's where we see a lot of a lot more of the characters uh, from the background and stuff. We get a lot of the cameos here and uh, they go into this Muppets little cave where he goes to uh, get them some quote unquote cheese and he's basically onto them. So that's when he finds out that they're actors. So he takes them to sweet Pete where we find out uh, who he is right here. And he is an aged up Peter Pan who is um, upset with everything. And we find out that he is the one behind uh, the bootleg kidnappings that have been going on uh, that we've been kind of getting snippets of and stuff with little news clips in the background. And, uh, so he is going to try to take them. They escape through the toilet and through the sewer system. They report all of this to Ellie and they are on the hunt for, um, to get some information on uh, Sweet Pete's location and all of where he's doing all of his stuff. So they they decide to get his uh, step counter. That's right, right? His step tracker. And so they break back into this, um, they break into this little sweat lodge using, um, or a spa. I don't know. I said sweat lodge. Uh, they break into like this, this day spa 
and uh, that's where they get the tracker. We get, you know, a little rap scene right here from Chippendale, which was pretty funny. And they get the tracker successfully, get out of there, find out where the warehouse that Sweet Pete has been doing his transforming of the people to be able to make the bootleg movies. And they go and uh, that's when Chip gets a um, a Snoopy ear. And then they discover, they start to suspect that Ellie has been letting everybody know that that is Ellie is working for Sweet Pete. So they confront her. No, they they don't tell her about it and they go to um what happened here? Snap. Okay. So question mark on this part, but then they end up at uh being they end up finding out that the captain is actually the one that is working for sweet pete and they get into a fight with sweet pete basically take over everything with the help of um gidget and her husband uh zipper who are from the show and they save the day and destroy Sweet Pete, who has been transformed into an amalgamation of a bunch of characters. Uh, pretty much ends up on a deck. Chip and Dale both use their knowledge from the series and capture him using the Tweety Birds for that we had seen from the cartoon at the beginning and save the day and release all of the... Um, kidnapped animated characters that have been used for bootlegs and the end and we get a post-credit scene from darkwing duck which i love darkwing duck too so the end the end the end so what do i get on that one so i'm feeling generous you started off strong so i'm still gonna give you a b minus okay which in today's time is like an A in our time. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not actually. I think it would be like a C in our time. Oh, oh well. <laughs> um, so, all right, man. I appreciate that. That's that feels fair. That feels fair because I definitely am blocking out like this little section and that one little section. I just cannot remember. But thanks, man. So, Jeff, what did you um, what did you think about this film? Let's hear what you thought about this. What and what ranking? I guess it's your week, your week to pick. What, 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 what's the ranking system on this one? Mm. Well, it's, uh, there's, there should be so many good ones that come to mind, but um, let's say out of five ugly Sonics. All right. All right, so I think there's definitely a lot of good things about this film. We've kind of hit on some of them before. Uh, just a really big fan of how they incorporate so much real life 
into the movie uh so it's you don't see that a whole lot with like animation type stuff not not of this type anyway uh but i mean even like playing off the real fact that the show got canceled mm. you know 30 years ago so i mean they they do a you know a reboot recontinuation of of real events yeah. um so i mean you actually feel for the characters and you know kind of feel the, the emotions they're going through uh just kind of all the cameos and easter eggs we mentioned uh, was was really cool. So there's definitely a lot of things that I like that they did with it. Just the mixture of all the different technologies was really cool. Um, so to me, there was definitely a lot of things that uh, that that went well and that they did right. For me personally, fair or unfair, when you know I, I'm a fan of animation movies. Um, but when I, when I watch another animation movie, I, I tend to judge it against some of the animation movies I like a whole lot, whether it's, you know, like Lion King, Toy Story, even one like Moana, um, just probably ones that are probably considered more of the classics. Yeah, That's what I'm going to judge it against, you know, just from like an entertainment or how much I enjoyed it. Um, so... When I do that, it scores pretty low, just in my opinion. But I, I feel like I add a little bit when I just when I take into account all the positive things I just mentioned. So having said all that, I ultimately land on um, three ugly Sonics out of five. All right. So you know, definitely a solid movie. Um, it's not one I'll probably watch again. Uh, you know, I felt like I watched it. I'm good. Um, interested to hear your take because I won't have the connection because I, I didn't watch the original show. I was kind of already at the age where you know I wasn't watching the after school, you know, yeah. Disney stuff. Um, so I to me, no connection. What I mean, I, of course, I was familiar with the Rescue Rangers and I heard about them and knew about them, blah blah blah, but wasn't really a fan, wasn't really watching the show. So I'm sure those that had some kind of a deeper connection to it probably appreciated a lot of the stuff a lot more than I would have. Anyway, so I'm interested to hear your take on it. Okay, so I, I mean, you're right. I do have this connection to it. And I, this is actually one of those ones that I feel like is, I mean, for me, I don't know about other people out there, uh, was actually kind of perfect to kind of have this kind of like a reboot done to it because I definitely loved the show. I remember watching this. I remember watching Tailspin, Darkwing Duck. I remember watching, you know, the Gummy Bears show, all of those things like after school, you know, on on TV. So like they were a big part of my childhood, but I haven't watched any of those. Those are not shows that I've really, you know, gone back and watched. So I can remember like the theme songs to all of these shows, but as far as like, you know, remembering like specific episodes, I couldn't tell you anything about them. So I do have that connection, but as far as like, you know, being close enough to them to be like, Oh, I don't, I'm, I'm going to really judge them on how they do this. Um, I didn't really have that. So, you know, it was kind of, it's kind of, I kind of got to have fun with this film, which was great because I did. Um, and I did, you're right. Like, I'm kind of the opposite with you, though. Like, this is not the first time I've watched this. I watched this movie, like, the day it came out. I watched this movie probably 
three or four times since then. And I love watching, you know, for everything in the background and I catch something every time I watch it. So it's kind of always something fun for me to kind of throw on. It's kind of like a newer movie that, that, you know, and a lot of newer movies don't do that for me. Like where it's like, Oh, I can throw it on. And it's kind of like, not really like a comfort movie, but just as a movie to be like, Oh, I'm going to throw this on to kind of halfway pay attention to, but also, you know, you know, when I want to look into it and, see my favorite parts come on the screen like I do. Um, so I, I I do think I'll probably rewatch this film. Um, but, you know, I, I loved, I'm judging this based on, like, you know, like you said, like how well, or how how much I want to rewatch it. But I'm kind of judging it on the, the Roger Rabbit scale, you know, like Roger, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is like one of my favorite movies i've loved that movie since i was a kid it holds up even better as an adult uh and you know like this this like i said like this is a very much a spiritual like sequel to that not only in the fact that they combine both animated uh characters into live action but you know the original who framed roger rabbit was a detective uh, you know basically like a, a noir a detective noir and this one is you know, uh, another detective film, you know, detective mystery, you know, and they're, it's more of an action than, than Roger Rabbit, but you know, I, I love it. Um, but who framed Roger Rabbit's a classic. It, it was groundbreaking the way they did it. Uh, so this was just, you know, it's not quite as good as who framed Roger Rabbit, but I, I do think that this holds up, you know, pretty well to that so i'm gonna give this a solid four um solid four ugly sonics because you know i've like i said i've rewatched this several times and i haven't really lost any enjoyment in watching it you know i still enjoy the parts that i enjoy um there's not too many parts that i don't that i have a problem with um so i i, I yeah i gotta give it four ugly sonics which gives us an average of three and a half ugly sonic so still pretty still pretty fair i think it's pretty good for for what we got here so yeah um yeah i i don't know and plus you know i love andy samberg i love john mulaney both of them are just hilarious and just to just knowing that they that they're behind this and they probably ad-libbed a lot of this and probably just had fun with it was probably probably added a lot to that too yeah definitely definitely solid solid choice in our lineup and a pretty successful month so far yeah yeah and speaking of that hopefully that is going to continue um we had a three-way tie in our facebook group for our suggestions but the two that were mentioned first would have actually won but unfortunately they were not streaming on anything so we had to go with the third choice which is wonder woman and that is on hbo max so if you want to watch that with us and i believe i believe there is like two wonder woman movies there's the wonder woman and wonder woman 1984 that sounds right but, but we'll go with the wonder woman 
Yeah. Uh, the first one, the one that was created in 2017. Yeah. So we're going with Wonder Woman 2017. It's on HBO Max. Uh, if you want to watch watch that with us, we really appreciate. We really appreciate it. We really hope that you do, and you know, join us in some discussions with it. Uh, so yeah, Jeff, who is your dude or dud of the week this week? Let's see. Hmm. Going back and forth on a few choices here. But I'm going to go with Seth Rogen. As a dude or a dud? I'm going with dude. Okay. Just uh, the the warrior Viking. Just uh, like I said, that was one of my favorite parts in the movie was uh, especially the scene where, you know, it's all four of his characters and, you know, he's voicing all of them. Yeah. Uh, So... I just that was the one thing that really stuck out to me. I just thought it was really cool. Uh, so, I thought it was really funny, like the introduction of his character when they're like, "Oh, he's got the the Polar Express eyes." <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm clearly, "I'm clearly looking at you." <laughs> that was really funny too. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I want to. That's going to be my dude of the week. Um, I'm actually going to go with uh, a dud. I'm going to go was- with. It was yeah. time for a dud. So it was yeah. time for a dud. And I'm actually gonna go with the Peter Pan character. Um uh, just because I do I do think that Disney could have picked literally plenty of other people um knowing the history of Bobby Driscoll. Um I mean I did I'm not as easily offended by it. Um but you know, there was some and there was I do think could they could have been a little bit more sensitive <laughs> to that uh but you know i'm also a big fan of like dark humor too so i'm not really like super offended by that uh personally so i'm not gonna try to jump on the you know the high horse and be like this movie is like condemn it by that at all but um although uh, no no one we know now i would have absolutely loved to have seen the adult version of charlie brown in there oh role. for sure i thought that that would, they could have done some great things with charlie brown for sure uh but you know i did i did enjoy that and i do i actually I, knew i knew the history behind bobby driscoll and peter pan and all of that going into it so i was kind of like shocked and i was like I, that was kind of like shock humor for me knowing that the first time i saw it so i was kind of like thought that that was just part of it you know which intentionally like i kind of i kind of respect them more intentionally for doing it um but, i mean you know but at the same time like it's a family film too so it's kind of like one of those things where it's like that's kind of like a a deep a deep uh dark humor cut for a family film but at the same time like you know uh that's the only real dud i'm gonna <laughs> give it because i do i do i mean personally like me i i thought it was funny but i can also understand someone finding it insensitive yeah uh, but makes me yeah. wonder now if if that's why he got a snoopy ear because it uh, was a reference that. Yeah, they had plans for Charlie Brown to serve in one of that roles. <laughs> oh yeah, probably, man. 
You never know. And they did have a lot of like characters from like all 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 across like everything. So it's kind of crazy how how they did that. I'm I'm really curious. This is kind of one like look into like if they actually got rights to that or if it was like they just did just enough to where it was like considered like a parody or something like that, you know? Be interesting to look up. All right. So um Jeff, you got a an off the wall question and I actually do not have one this week, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh pretty boring. I'll I'll ask you, <laughs> do you do you have any uh New Year's resolutions this year? You know, I'm I'm not a big New Year's resolutions person. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I am like most people. You you kind of New Year rolls around, you kind of think, you know, what are, what are some goals that I have and and it's going to be so cliche, but you know, I, I I definitely want to to lose some weight, get in better shape. Um, you know, anybody that listens knows that um become a a grandpa in the last, you know, 6 months and you know, my wife and I've always said, you know, we don't want to be the grandparents that just watch our grandchild you know yeah we want to be extremely active with our grandchild so i definitely don't want to get myself to where you know i'm just gradually getting worse in the fitness department and feel like that's all i can do is sit around and watch you know my Mm -hmm. grandson so uh you know i'm definitely hoping to uh drop some needed weight get you know getting some some better shape and um and of course every year you know i always look forward to Wanting to travel, see new things, experience new stuff. So hopefully we'll be fortunate enough to continue to be able to do that. But uh how about you? Uh I'm uh declaring war on all of my enemies and uh showing no mercy and trying to gain weight, trying to eat more food, and I'm also trying to travel this year. So uh that's about the only thing we have in common there. Maybe we should make a pact on the whole weight thing then. Yeah, you could just give me some. Exactly. I mean, win-win. <laughs> <laughs> be a win-win. Uh, we just uh, need to agree on what that amount should be. <laughs> right. You you may not want as much as I'm wanting to lose. <laughs> hey. Wait, I can I can shape it up. I'm about okay. I'm, I'm I'm getting back in the gym. Okay, um, good deal. Do you have anything else before we get out of here tonight? I don't think so. It's, it's you know been a good solid month. Um, probably one of the better ones we've had in a while, as far as just uh, the quality and and you know what we're ranking these movies. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. That was our third one, right? Yeah, that's our third one so far. So it was uh, Rescue Rangers, Matilda, and the Jungle Book. So yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. and uh, and then we'll have Wonder Woman next week, which I haven't actually seen this one, so I don't think you have either. Right? Actually, I have not. It's always been one of those that uh, you know, when it came out, and like I said, there, there's been another one since then, but uh, it's it was definitely one I, I I was always wanting to check out. Yeah, honestly, like uh, I'll be completely honest, like I I do enjoy a lot of the comic book films, but this one kind of hit at the at the point where it was just getting so oversaturated that. It was getting hard for me to keep up. So, yeah, I, I kind of I just missed this one, too. Um, a lot of the comic book films over the past, like, decade, I would say, have really fallen through the cracks for me. 
but um yeah yeah i mean I, i'm the same way I, I always enjoy those films I, i'm definitely not definitely not die hard like most people are especially mm-hmm. you know a lot of guys and i guess with the whole mcu thing you know i don't watch a lot of movies anyway but i felt like if you missed a couple of years yeah i felt like when the new ones come out i'm like there's no way i'm gonna be able to i'm going back to try to catch <laughs> up and i know Especially a lot of people i know a lot of like people two say, and a half hours long each yeah and a lot of people will say oh that one stands on its own but yeah, it, it may, but I feel like there's always references. Mm-hmm. They're always better when you yeah. see them. Yeah. So, so yeah, the MCU stuff, I I gave up on just because it would take me forever to get caught up. Um, at, le- at least with Wonder Woman, you know, it's not part of the MCU. So I feel like there's nothing I need to go back and watch to really prep myself for this one. But yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, I, well, we are watching these as standalones for so. You know, we can we can also judge it as that. So very much so. So also uh, will not have any knowledge very much. Well, I don't say any knowledge because I have seen some DC, but for the most part, yeah, I haven't. DC might be my biggest, my biggest, because I don't think I've seen any of the new Superman or definitely. I'm a, definitely a Batman, a Batman dude. So I will watch pretty much any batman movie that comes out but not a big superman guy uh i caught the the aquaman movie but that's pretty much the only other one outside of those they're not part of like the batman universe or the aquaman i don't think i've seen anything of the dcs but um but yeah i'm kind of with you on the on the marvels there's definitely like a few a few franchises that i do keep up with like inside the universe but yeah for the most part yeah i can't i can't i I don't even as much as i love film like i love other types of film too so i can't just devote all of my time to live in the marvel universe as much as i do enjoy it um probably as well so yeah i think thor is probably the closest one that we're the closest to being up to speed on Mm -hmm. uh we hadn't seen the the most recent one but yeah. and of course that's you know my wife's got a big crush on chris hemsworth that's the main reason we're up Who to doesn't? speed <laughs> exactly he's <laughs> <laughs> like the complete package real life too but um but yeah like the avengers and then you know all the other characters i'm so far behind on but yeah. you know it is what it is all right well jeff thank you so much for doing this with me every week i really appreciate it uh and thank you guys next uh thank you guys for uh listening with us and we hope you uh check us out next week for wonder woman uh yeah and uh if you uh are curious about us our socials are in the show notes um, including our Patreon. So if you want to help support us, those are good ways. Also, you can help us out by uh, subscribing. You can rate us, review us, just give us five stars. You don't even really have to technically review us. You can just like say some gobbledygook in the comments. It really doesn't matter. Either way, it just helps us boost up the charts and help us get more listeners. And so does word of mouth. So if you know somebody that listens to podcasts, spreading the word of mouth always helps us out. And these two dudes really appreciate that um 
yeah thanks again and remember you know sometimes it's okay to get cg'd peace out (laughs) i don't even know what that one was bye